Hi, welcome to Our Unusual Life. My name is Jessie, and I'm here with my mom, Kathy. Hi, Mom. Hi, Jessie. Hi, Lorian. And I'm here with my sister, Lorian. Hi, Lorian. Hi, Jessie. Hi, Mom. Hi, everyone. All three of us are together now because we're at the point where we are going to talk about how Mom built the cabin. I think that they'll, it'll be really fun to kind of just focus on that because, I mean, I've heard from you directly that you built it yourself, right, Mom? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, good. I thought that she built it until it was three logs high, and then yes. she met Bill. But it, that wasn't the whole story. That's what I heard well, as well. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe you don't know when I met Bill. Well, we have you on a pedestal. You uh, built <laughs> the mountain mama. So when you and I left off, Mom, we were talking about how you ended up in northern Idaho and getting the job at the sawmill at the Bigelow factory and stuff. And we can continue that. I just think it would be fun for this episode to talk about building the cabin. I have found a series of pictures, which was step-by-step photos that you had taken while you were building the cabin. And I put it together in a frame for you one year and put a little plaque at the bottom that said how to build a cabin in 12 easy steps by Bill and Kathy Dickerson. And I think that's when you said you did most of the work yourself, but we won't say anything (laughs) about that right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure. (laughs) But anyway, so the picture will be up. And so talk about just the process of starting to design the cabin and how, how that came about the location. I mean, that I have a lot of more detailed questions, but maybe just kind of talk about that process a little bit in the beginning. Well, that's a very broad <laughs> topic or question that you asked me because building anything is a lot of different stages. And it started with not being able to get hired on a construction job, which I wanted to do to learn how to build a house, to living at the cedar mill and studying myself how to build a house. What did you study? I got books out of the library. (laughs) But like when you say, when you say you got books out of the library, like what, what books were you reading? Well, I got how-to books and that was way before the, you know, how to build a house by dummies. These were technical books. And of course, I knew I wanted to use logs. And because I was driving the forklift, all the wood that would normally go into the burner, I kind of kept in a separate pile because I figured I could use it to build our house. Okay, so when you say that, you were keeping it in a pile. Now, remember from our diagrams that are online, where you were working was a half an hour down the road and then a half an hour up the side of a mountain on a dirt road that isn't always accessible. So did you have friends by then with trucks that you were planning on bringing up? Well, just a clarification, the sawmill was probably a solid 45 minute, 30 minute drive from the cabin. 
right. if we could even, if there was Easy even a thing. road into where the cabin, the future side of the cabin. Like, I didn't even know there was a road there when you first arrived. There was, was a there? road. Yes, oh, okay. There was an access road. All the way past our property into Potlatch land, we, our property bordered Potlatch-owned corporation land which is now being clear cut and so so the yep. access road went all the way through our our 10 acres and on to the potlatch land so yes it was a definite oh. road okay okay so but you're stockpiling sorry Lauren you're stockpiling the wood like are you bringing it up to the land regularly like just putting it in your car as you can fit it or is it just your <laughs> you have a pile over there that you're saving that they know not to use. Well, I try. Yeah. I actually am going through my pictures and getting copies made because that's going to be my Christmas present to all of you is a album. And I came across a picture in the sawmill and it shows the stack of slabs that's awesome that we built that bill built the barn out of oh okay uh, that makes sense now, yeah now right. how did i get them up there i mean i also saved two by fours one by fours and it was all cedar which is very durable and long lasting okay. i had a pickup i think through the winter i can't i'll have to ask bill Okay. Hey Bill, did I, <laughs> but did I have did yep. I have a pickup? He doesn't remember either. <laughs> uh, but obviously, I transported got all the wood up there, and that I had saved, which was considerable because we built or Bill built, and I, I'm the idea person, right? Um, Built the porches out of the cult two by fours, built the subfloor out of the two by fours. Oh. And the upstairs, the upstairs, you know how it was, the inside was faced with one by four cedars. Yes. That was from the mill. Oh, okay. okay. So, but the house I designed was only 15 feet by 15 feet. That's a very small house. And like I said, I just wanted, I also applied to go back to school at the University of Idaho that winter. Right. So my plan mm. originally was to go build the house so my family would have a house, a home, yeah. uh, and then go back to school and finish my teaching degree. That was the big plan, and then things just kind of got changed along the way. So we moved up to the property. I quit the job in May, moved up to the property, put the teepee up. Bill built us. He used the slabs for the outdoor kitchen. Remember the outdoor kitchen? Mm -hmm. I right. do. Oh, wait. The outdoor kitchen, the, there's, the photo is online. Outside of standing. Yeah, yeah, you posted that on your Instagram page for sure, and we're drinking drinks inside the outdoor kitchen, and there's that big chainsaw right in yeah. front of us. It's yeah, just kind of funny. It's a yeah, cute you and picture. I. It is a cute picture. It's like, girls, take a picture. With yeah. the chainsaw. With yeah. the gigantic With the chainsaw. chainsaw. <laughs> so anyway, so I studied 15 feet by 15 feet, and 
I knew there were certain things I wanted, like that barn style roof. I wanted okay. to put that up. Okay. And <laughs> I remember getting to the stairs and Bill said, he was so patient. He, he, I, he said, where do you want to put the stairs? And I went, well, in the middle of the house, <laughs> <laughs> because I've always wanted stairs in the middle of the house. And he kind of looked at me and he said, well, stairs take up a lot of room. Are you sure that's where you want them? And I said, yes. And that's why we wound up with those submarine stairs. Right. Um, I actually remember that. That's one of my few memories of building the cabin was learning about rise over run and the perfect slope for stairs and the steeper the stairs and the distances change. And it's mm -hmm. like one of the few memories I have um, from you building the cabin. And Bill had built two log cabins before he met me. Right. So let's so talk about was, let's talk about Bill so. a little bit because we haven't talked about dad yet. Let, we'll, we'll just, let's talk about that too, because this is definitely part of it. And maybe I am fast forwarding too much as far as like talking about just building the cabin. So like you had gone on your, your crazy trip with McCracken. Oh, by the way, there was a customer named McCracken at work the other day, I swear. And I laughed so hard. I heard my coworker say Mr. McCracken and I almost died. <laughs> like I said, ask him if he ever gave like, um, two women and two kids a ride in the 70s but we <laughs> oh, didn't do that but funny. I was dying I was like has anybody listened to this podcast <laughs> what are the chances I think we should talk about like the have moved to Idaho you have us with you and so obviously Bill who we call dad as well you can you talk about that when you're building a log cabin but it sounds like it was pretty serious relationship right well we, I went real slow. We went yeah. slow. Yeah, but... And my boss in 1974 brought... I was packing shakes. Right. And he brought Bill in because Bill had come in with a load of logs to sell to the cedar mill. And he brought Bill in and introduced him to me. And he had overalls. No shirt, hair down past his shoulders with a red bandana and biceps as big as my thighs. And I just went, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Art, my boss, or the owner of the mill, left after he introduced me. And Bill just kind of looked at me and he said, are you married? And, I, sa and I said, I don't know. And I never saw him again. <laughs> and then a year later, it's I can't October. believe it was a whole year. It was. He dropped yeah, the ball on the that answer, one. I don't know. But he <laughs> lives, like, in the neighborhood. He could have come back to the mill. But anyways. Well, no. Because <laughs> I went back to Jackson. And oh, then okay. That's 1975. That's when we moved to Idaho, and I knew I was going to be there. Oh, gotcha. And... We were in St. Mary's shopping, and we went into the senior citizen's place where they had the used clothes. Yes. And I turned around, and there's Bill. And I cut my hair, so I went, oh, hi, Bill. Do you remember me? I'm Kathy. And he said, well, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and I said, oh, well, it's good to see you again. I'm the night watchman down at PBR Shake now, and come by and visit sometime 
Uh, he showed up. He that was evening. probably fishing at that spot down the railroad tracks through the tunnel that know. he would take us, Lorian. Remember? I bet he yep. was. We'll have to ask him later. Okay. Yeah. So so you chatted. So, okay. So years later, years, what? years later, he confessed that oh, he had followed later. us all around town. Waiting for, waiting for an opportunity to run into me again. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. Anyhow, that's why he showed up that night at the sawmill after you invited yeah. him. Like the same day you saw him, he's there that I night. Kind of yeah. sort of dated, sort of not dated. And he knew I was planning on building a house. Yeah. But what was neat was because I read the books, reading it's very powerful to hit all the listeners out there. Uh, the because listeners. I read the books, I could talk the talk. And the thing that I was think, the title of our last episode, Mom, was talk, talk the, the talk. talk. If you can talk the talk, because you said that and that's how you were able to make it make yourself in important enough and powerful enough around all these men because you educated yourself to be able to talk the talk. Mm. Right. Mm. So like, I don't know if that was about rebuilding the car engines. That as well. And as, mm -hmm. as soon as, you know, I'm talking to a man and asking questions and they're, they realize they're intelligent questions and I'm serious. They gave me good, tips like mm -hmm. you really need to draw it on <laughs> on some craft paper <laughs> get you out your ideas and draw it to scale and I went okay that makes sense <laughs> later on when we were cutting the rafters for the roof I took out the graph paper and craft paper is small I mean it's eight by eleven inches and it's because it's to scale, Bill cut the boards and put them up. And I went, oh, my gosh, it worked. It was like an epiphany. You can take this little drawing picture and make it into a great big 20-foot high ceiling. I mean, so people were very helpful. Bill was helpful, like really just kind of rolling his eyes a little bit. You sure you want the stairs in the middle of the <laughs> anyway, so that's how I met Bill. And we were not living together. He was fighting fires that bring summer, fall. Did you get started without him? He put piers in. I was just going to do wooden piers. And oh. he got culverts and filled them with cement for the foundation. Which is cool because the cabin still stands. Oh, is... yeah still pretty solid which is yeah, amazing yeah that's amazing and I remember being with him when he was squaring the piers and the foundation and I thought oh my gosh this is why you take geometry in high school yep. <laughs> it was the first time I'd really used geometry so how did you pick the spot where you put the cabin because in my words it's on the side of the mountain so the top of the mountain was a, a hundred yards up the hill a little bit from where it was but like it's kind of on the side of the mountain so I say it's on kind of stilts which are culverts filled with cement and so it's not sitting on the ground and those are gradiated for it to be 
even. Lorian, how would you describe it? I think you've done a great job. That describes it perfectly for us. Well, we started with 10 acres, and the 10 acres was a long 10 acres. It wasn't 10 acres square. Later on, we bought 10 more acres, but I put the teepee up on the hill at the very top most of the 10 acres, the north northeast corner okay. of the 10 acres. Then the issue was because it's two miles up a dirt road and the nearest neighbors are a mile and a half down the road or a mile down the road and it's in the woods, do you go for sunshine or do you go for water? And there was no water. But at the lower 10 acres, you had access to a creek. You still had to hike quite a ways through the woods, but you could get to a creek. So the question was, do you go with sunshine? But it was a very dense forest. Right. It wasn't as dense up where we had the teepee. So I spent a lot of time walking around with a compass at different times of the day to see where the sun hit. And what's interesting about mountains is mountains have bands. So if you hike up and down a mountain enough times or just have experience with it, there's currents. So you hit a pocket of warmer air and then it's colder. Just, you know, maybe five, wow. 10 degrees and okay. it's warmer and then it's colder. Um, I have a good story okay. about walking around with my compass, but I won't tell it now. It I involves mean, you, you too, though. It's the okay. bear story. Um, anyway, oh. so, so I decided to go with the sun. Right. I wanted as the maximum sunshine and where the teepee is, it faces south. Right. Um, so you have the south east exposure sunlight first thing in the morning, which is actually how you're supposed to put the teepee up with the door facing the southeast. So you oh. get the early morning sun through your door. Oh, yeah, that makes anyway, sense. Anyway. It's a spiritual and, thing. Yeah. Right. And we had a view. Right. A, and an amazing view. Anyone who listens to this will be able to see the pictures of the view, which are coming from Costco okay, photo department. <laughs> okay, good. Because okay. I don't have any of those photos. So that's so, so interesting that you, it wasn't just that it was the highest point on the land, that you actually did a lot of research on all different parts of it. I just thought that was like the highest point, And so that's where you put the cabin. That's so interesting. Well, that's where the cabin got put. So did you clear land to where you put the teepee or was that like a natural yes. clearing? It wasn't heavily forested. Had it been logged prior to you um, buying it? I don't think so because the lower part of the 10 acres was still all natural. Just wasn't very thick up on the hill. I always wondered why there was a road that you can see in the video. Like we could go a couple different ways to get down to the bus stop. But like if we took that way, I always wondered why that road was there. Whoever mm -hmm. sold the parcels Makes definitely roads. had to have an access, access road. Okay. And right. Potlatch, to their credit, they logged their property again after we sold it much yeah. later. Right. 
but they left a barrier of trees yep. along our fence line, which I always thought was so nice of them. And that's where you can point to where the outhouse was. That's how far yes. away the outhouse was. Thank goodness <laughs> that that line of trees is there because we can say this is how far we had to go to use the outhouse in the middle of the night when it was pitch dark in the middle of the woods. <laughs> Into wow. the dark, dark woods. Yes. Yeah. I only did that one time in my whole life. Yes. Right. I never went there in the dark, dark what? woods. I, oh. You just went outside. Well, to go to just go pee. Yeah. But like, you know. <laughs> Number two, you had yeah. to go in the dark, dark woods. Yeah, yeah. then you had to go in the dark, dark woods. Yeah. But I, I only... missed that the most, and I found the picture well, of, of course, the house. Of course, being out in nature is night. amazing. So You missed right. them the most? Is that what you No, I <laughs> the missed <most>. the night <laughs> sky. <laughs> oh, the night sky. But okay. you can see the Quite night sky honestly, from the outhouse. I always thought that our outhouses were very clean, and they yes. never smelled. And right. I hate they were open bathrooms. To this day, I don't like cleaning bathrooms. I know, because you didn't have to clean one for, well, I mean, no. you probably had. No, I, I just took the wood ash out of the stove right? and dumped it down the outhouse, yeah. and it never smelled. Well, and it was also open, too. It wasn't yes. closed-doored like you see in the movies. It wasn't a tiny little hut with a closed door where there's, like, no room. Like, it was open to the trees in front of you. <laughs> yes. I would rather, I think I would rather have it open so I know what's out there so I can see what's coming at me <laughs> versus what's sitting outside the door. There were people we knew who kept a pistol in their outhouse. Oh. Whoa. Up high, just in case. <laughs> oh Good to you know if you're in the woods and you come up on an outhouse. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exercise caution. Make noise. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exercise caution. Wave a white flag. Say I'm here in peace. Please don't Dang. shoot me. <laughs> wave the white toilet paper. I come in peace. I come in peace. <laughs> Here's a piece of toilet paper. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So yes. I think this was a good transition between, you know, just going straight into like the overall design. There's more that we need to cover. I have questions like, how did you get the culverts up there and the cement? And I mean, it wasn't a small task. And I can't wait to hear your memories. I don't have, I still don't have many memories of when the cabin was being built. You know, well, you were three. Right. That's and from what young. I understand, I didn't even talk until I was three. So that's about you know. right. Oh. I wow. know. Shocking. Look at you now. I know. Running a podcast Look at me now. and everything. <laughs> Good job, Jesse. You've I come a long way. I definitely don't have any problem talking now. Ask everyone I know. <laughs> in the meantime, yes. Thank you. We'll get Bill in on the next episode. Yeah. He can join in and you guys can talk about the adventure of having two children and also working and also trying to survive as adults, but also build a cabin in the middle of the woods. We were adults. Barely. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> <laughs> Young 25-year-old adults, yes. Your bones weren't even finished growing. Says the science teacher. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, you guys. Next Thank you so again. much. Bye. Bye. Bye, Mom. Say bye, Mom. Oh, bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>